live at another episode of the Tan and J Man Show. It is April twenty something, twenty fourth, I believe. It is twenty fourth, yeah. NFL Draft Week, one of our favorite weeks of the year. Of course, it's back-to-back years, and neither of our teams have a first-round pick, so it kind of takes the uh, luster off a little bit. But uh, still one of our favorite events to watch, to recap, to talk about. Tanner's got his hottest mock draft, hot off the presses um, here tonight. Literally. uh, What's what's going on there, Tanner, man? Another Monday, J-Man. Excited to talk some sports with you. Be talking NFL draft, like you said. Breaking NFL news within the last two, two and a half hours or so that Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. We'll be breaking that down, giving our thoughts on that. NBA playoffs, and of course, the MLB as we're uh, creeping up on a month or so into the season. So, uh, yeah, 20 games still in. too early to still too early to say who's pretenders and pretenders and contenders, but there's some interesting teams off to. Some off to hotter starts than we envisioned, and some off to worse starts than we envisioned. So, yep, you don't, you, you really don't learn a whole lot in April. Of course, you can lose a bunch of games and set yourself up for failure the rest of the year. It just feels like game over. There's a few teams that have already done that. Uh, but as far as the good teams go, it'll fluctuate um, all year. And really, we'll start talking pretenders, contenders come around probably mid July, I would say, is when uh, we can hit that. But yeah, baseball is. Um, Heating up a little bit, unlike the weather. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's a little little chilly again in the Midwest. Yeah, this morning was ridiculous. I went out, got in my car this morning to move in the driveway, and it looked like an ice cube. <laughs> I didn't even think about starting it early or anything. It was, you know, because yeah. I had to move it out because I parked right behind me. Usually I give my, my fiance room to get out in the morning. Yesterday I thought I was going somewhere, and I'm not, so I was parked right behind her. Forgot till this morning she goes to leave. Hey, you need to move your car. I go out and it's frozen. It was so frozen, Josh. <laughs> my my rear view camera wasn't on. I had to open up my car door and look back the whole way when I was in reverse down the driveway. So that was interesting. I was glad there wasn't any trash cans or other cars behind me. Oh, so. I've, I've backed into a uh, trash can full of water bottles before. That was fun. Um, <laughs> that was fun. I was running late for some somewhere and uh, backed into them had to go pick them up that was uh, that was a blast i'm sure some choice words were said yeah yeah well it yeah it snowed like mad here on saturday for like an hour and then it was done but uh yeah april 20 something you just never know anymore just never know you don't next, you don't then, like next weekend i saw it's supposed to be like 70s again so take that take what we can get but uh all right, the birdie or bogey this week. I am one stroke up on you, but you got a chance to tie or maybe go two strokes down. We will see. There's no pars this week. It's a question that you either get it right and get a birdie or you get it wrong and get a bogey. It is NBA-related since we are uh, heavily into the NBA playoffs with round one action still going on. Pretty standard question here today. Who is the only current NBA head coach who was a finals MVP? Current NBA head coach that was a finals MVP. Man, that's a good question. It's a real good question. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You say that every week. And you'll, you'll, I couldn't you'll... name you like 26 of the coaches. So, um, although I do have a pretty good guess now that I think about it. <laughs> exactly. It to me, it's, it's, it's probably wrong, but I think I, but I think I might be able to get it. Exactly. Uh, pretty Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. 
located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. I saw them put out their Monday special tonight, and it has made me want to just somehow teleport to Rochester, Indiana and get uh, their smoked wings. Smoked wings, ma'am. Yeah, they uh, they looked absolutely divine. I shared it on our page, and I said, hey, while you're there getting wings for dinner, if you're there from 6.30 to 7.30, anytime in between, tell them turn on channel 122. Yeah. Pop our faces up there right in Arlington. So. Yeah, they, they have a wide range of uh, items on their menu. and specials. They do. Like over the weekend, they had miso ramen, uh, Japanese ramen noodles, and a savory roasted broth topped with roasted pork belly, soft-boiled egg, roasted corn, and shiitake mushrooms. Um, so they have that. They have burgers. They have steak. They have wings. Um, upscale cuisine. A In little bit of everything. Yep, yeah. a little bit of everything. So. Yes, sir. What do you want to start off the night with, J-Man? Um, let's talk some NBA. Get that out of the way. Cause, uh, do it. I haven't watched a whole lot, to be honest. Um, I've watched bits and pieces. I haven't. I can't tell you. I've sit down and watched a complete game, but there's. I've watched quarters of some games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, some series. I mean, most of them are pretty predictable. There's. I mean, the the Kings Warriors has got real interesting now, being two games apiece. Yep. And there's some tension. That game was really good yesterday. One twenty six, one twenty five. Warriors won to tie that series up. Um, but a lot of the other series. Um, one series has been completed. The Sixers swept the Nets, which both of us kind of predicted that. Um, the Suns have a 3-1 lead over the Clippers. They should close that out. Uh, if I'm the Clippers, I'm thinking about moving away from Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years, he's been in L.A. now. He's just not dependable health-wise, yeah. and he's not getting any younger. Um, you know, that team, they went for it all with getting him and Paul George, and it just hasn't worked out for him. And that's kind of the Clippers in a nutshell the last two decades. They go for it all every once in a while, and – doesn't work out for me. You know, Chris Paul, they had uh, some good years, him and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, but they couldn't, couldn't get over a hump. So uh, they have a lot of money there, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah Ka- Kawhi is kind of like Anthony Davis in the fact that uh, he's not going to play more than like 50 games usually. Uh, right. He's oft injured. He is the king of load management too. Um, so he's, he's just not going to play that much. And he even uh, – did, did he sit out? Um, he sat out game three. No. Game three. I mean, that's a pivotal game, too. Yep. And he just decided yep. to sit it out. So. Yep. Other series, um, the Bucks heat game four is tonight. The Heat have a 2-1 lead, and this, this game's in Miami. So this is a big one. If the Heat can take this one, I think they end up pulling the upset off and winning the series. Yeah. I saw Giannis was out at shoot-around, so he might play tonight. Um, they need if- him. They, yeah, they, they need him. Obviously, you lose an MVP, and uh, yeah. you're not going to be as good. But uh, it's definitely proven that way. And uh, with a Heat win, I mean, that completely opens up the East. Of course, the um, the Celtics are really good as well, but it, it could open up for a team like the Knicks um, as well. The other series tonight's game four uh, between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Once again, if the Lakers get this one at home, they take a 3-1 lead, and that series is looking like it could be over in an upset, which <sighs> – I, like we were saying a week ago, the Lakers are a stupidly dangerous seven seed. Yeah, um, I'm sick of Dylan Brooks' shtick. Uh, yeah. he's he's very Draymond like. Yep, um, he's dirty, talks a lot of trash, not a whole lot of substance to go with it. 
Um, and, and then he, he blames the fans and media for turning him into a villain, even though he's done a pretty good job of doing that himself. Um, it's almost made me want to root for the Lakers because I've started to dislike the Grizzlies so much. I don't really like John Morant anymore. Um, Jaron Jackson's really good, but Dylan Brooks is unlikable. Desmond Bain, it's just not a very likable team, and they should be very likable. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, other games tomorrow night, Celtics are up 3-1 against the Hawks. That game's in Boston. Celtics are 13.5-point favorites, which is yeah. pretty big for the NBA. Um, the Hawks, uh, Deontay Murray, DeJounte, whatever his name is, Murray is suspended for game five because he bumped an official um, yesterday or Saturday, whenever it was. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's one of their best players, too. So uh, that's over. Over. Yep. I think the Nuggets will close out tomorrow night. It's back home for mm-hmm. game five there. They're up 3-1 against Minnesota. Minnesota was able to squeak it out in overtime last night. Um, if the Nuggets would have won, that would have been the first time the Timberwolves have ever been swept in the playoffs in the history of their franchise, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I, I saw a like snippet or like a screenshot of A-Rod on the sideline. Obviously, he's partial yes. owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I saw a screenshot, and the – uh, Timberwolves were up 13 with like two minutes left, and but I saw the score this morning. They won in overtime. Yeah, so yeah, I know. I fell asleep before the end of the game. Yeah. I was watching the game and fell asleep. Um, they, they showed A Rod quite a few times. Um, Joker got his third foul one time last night. A Rod uh, stood up and said something like, "That's three and was pumping his fist. It's like, yeah. oh boy, oh boy. But I actually kind of forgot he was even involved with the Timberwolves last night. Yeah. And then uh, Suns Clippers, like we talked about, that game is also tomorrow night. And then um, Knicks Cavaliers, that Knicks game's on Wednesday. Um, Knicks been really surprising. They're up three one, and uh, their fans will let everybody know about it on Twitter. That's yeah. for sure. Every win they've had, they've had to like arrest people because they're climbing telephone <laughs> poles and all of that. So uh, they don't oh, get there very often. They've only won one playoff series since like when two thousand one or something like that. Yeah, they um, won uh, their first round series in twenty thirteen, I believe, and then yeah. the Pacers beat them in the in the yes. semifinals. Yeah, um, so they're enjoying it. Um, it would be funny if Cleveland finds a way to uh, come back and win that one. Um, but uh, yeah, Warriors Kings. That's probably that has been the game or the yeah. series of the playoffs so far. Um, Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox broke his thumb, I believe, yesterday. Yes. So uh, he's going to try to play, but obviously he's uh, one of their best players. Bonus is pretty dang good too. I, but, I uh, think I think Fox is teetering in the superstar category mm-hmm. for the NBA. I, I mean, you so Demontis Sabonis' numbers this year: nineteen points a game, twelve rebounds, and seven assists. People don't talk about him either. Oh, um, he put up good numbers when he's a Pacer. Nobody talked yeah. about him. Everybody wanted to talk about Miles Turner over him, and then you know they had to make a decision: which one are they going to keep? Which one are they going to dealt? And they dealt Sabonis. Um, the wrong one. Yeah. But, right. of course, Sabonis might have wanted out, too. So, that might have. That's true. That's played true. A, uh, played a role. But uh, um, give me Golden State in that one. I I think I picked Golden State last week to you did. win that you did. series. And I'm sticking with them. I think the only series pick I picked that I would like a do-over is the Knicks-Cavaliers. So, you picked the Knicks, so I picked the Cavs. I wish I could have that one back. But all the rest I'm sticking with. I'm even sticking with the Kings. I think they get it done uh, at home. Um, I think it'll go seven, though. Yeah. I think it'll go seven. So, kind of hope it does. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's – NBA playoff basketball is better than regular season, which oh, – what sport sure. isn't? What yeah. sport isn't? But it's still something I don't make appointment – it's not appointment television for me. 
but I was at home doing nothing on Saturday and didn't even <laughs> didn't even tune in. So that's uh, where my NBA fandom is. It, it used to be so much better. Like I, I used to get pretty big into the Bulls. Of course, yeah, they were fun with Derrick Rose and all that. And I got into uh, when Darren Williams was with Utah. Sure. sure. Um, but uh, my fandom is just has waned so heavily that uh, I don't even watch anymore. At all? Yeah, I I got into it when the Pacers were good when we were in college. Mm-hmm. You know, they had those couple runs the Eastern Conference Finals, or and then just kept running into LeBron Heat teams. Um, but after those years, it's kind of just declined every year until the until they bring the Sonics back. <laughs> yeah, until they bring the Sonics back. So, but any other thoughts on the NBA playoffs or anything anything going on in the NBA? Um. Who do, oh, the Rockets hired that Ime Udoka, uh, who was the, I did not uh, see that Boston Celtics head coach. And then he had some uh, what's with like all the baggage? Pretty, yeah, pretty serious allegations that no one really knows what happened, but sound pretty serious there in Boston. Uh, Boston's doing okay with Joe Mazzulla, which is just it's crazy seeing Joe Mazzulla as an NBA head coach because I remember him as like a glue guy for those West Virginia teams back in like mm-hmm. 2010, 2011. I was yep. an NBA head coach, but. Uh, yeah, Ime Udoka is in uh, Houston. Houston has some issues. I mean, they have a lot of young talent, but uh, that's all they are, talent. They're a terrible team. So be interesting to see if like, have, you can turn it around. Have the Pistons hired a new coach yet? Um, I do not know. I did read they were interviewing one of their guys that was on staff under Dwayne Casey. Um, I do not know, though. Maybe Stan Van Gundy will come out of uh, retirement. <laughs> Stan. Well, let's see. Let's see if they. I can. I can look it up here. And I don't think they did. But I couldn't even tell mm. you what other. Um, I, I know the Toronto Raptors are looking for a head coach. Nick Nurse was fired, which is crazy because um, the Raptors, the last two head coaches they fired, both have won, had won uh, coach of the year for them at one point. Nick Nurse and uh, Dwayne Casey. They ended up firing both of them. Oh, the um, assistant that the um, Pistons are talking to is Jaron Collins, one of the Collins brothers, his assistant. Also talking to Milwaukee Bucks assistant Charles Lee and Kevin Ollie. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy, he's right. Uh, I wonder if UConn, I'm sure UConn doesn't miss him. They also interviewed uh, former Fighting Irish Chris Quinn, who's a Miami Heat assistant. Oh, that'd be interesting. And Jerome Allen, another Detroit assistant. So they've interviewed some guys. Yeah. I mean, they have some good young talent. Cunningham needs to stay healthy. Jade Nivey's yeah. obviously explosive, and they have a real good shot to land that Victor Wimbayanma or whatever his yeah. name is. So um, could could be an intriguing uh, intriguing place. They haven't been good in a long time now. No, and they're creeping up on, like you said, so much young talent to where it's no excuse mm-hmm. um, to at least get in the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see how where the coaching carousel goes, and we'll see about a month or so where the NBA ping pong balls land too, yep. for the draft lottery, and then we'll by then have a better better clue of who's staying in the draft, who's coming back to college, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the deadline's May thirty first. I want to say. Okay. Um, trying to think who from the Big Ten put their name in. Of course, Zach Eady just did this past what week week or so. Yeah. No surprise. Um, Michigan, did they have? I mean, I I think the Michigan guys that have jumped have just jumped. They're not even maintaining their college eligibility. Um, Iowa, I assume Chris Murray's gone. Um, 
There was one that maintained their eligibility that surprised me. Oh, um, uh, what's his face from Ohio State? Sensible. Yeah. 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 I, I assume he'll go. He's been mocked in like the lottery top 20. That's usually when you go. Even if, if you're like a veteran um, college basketball guy and you're like pretty much guaranteed to go in that second round, you usually get a guaranteed deal. Like that's a Terrence Shannon or Coleman Hawkins as far as I go um, for my teams. Um, they're probably going to stay. And sounds like Shannon has a better chance to come back. Hawkins kind of has his mindset, but uh other than that, I'm trying to think else around the Big Ten. Michigan State's getting everyone back. They're going to be good. Yeah, they're going to be ranked in top five probably. Yeah. Um, Indiana, I mean, they've obviously picked up some transfers, but TJD's gone. Put Shafino, I don't think he is maintaining eligibility at all. No, he might he didn't, maintain no. it just in case, but yeah. you see it hurt from now until May 31st. But. I think he's been a pro-minded guy since he got to college. Yeah. I, I only know if he really wanted to go to IU, to be honest. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Those those dominoes will fall in the next few weeks. So, mm-hmm. do you want to get educated real quick before That's we good. get into a different topic here? Um, let's talk about some sporting events that have happened on this day on April twenty fourth. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, on this day, nineteen oh one, the first game in baseball's American League was played between the Chicago White Stockings and the Cleveland Blues. Mm. The White Stockings won eight to two. The other games were rained out that day. American League. Uh. Yeah, I couldn't have told you it became a thing in nineteen oh one. No. Um, here's just a random one. On this day, nineteen fifty six, AL umpire Frank Umont became the first umpire to wear glasses in a regular season game. <laughs> Uh, first one to wear glasses how could i mean we complain about the strike zone now can you imagine how bad it was back then on this day 1957 chicago cub pitchers walked an nl record nine reds in the fifth inning Mm. that's not throwing a lot of strikes no you wonder why they were so bad for 100 years I would say 1962, L.A. Dodgers pitcher Sandy Koufax had a second career 18 strikeout game and a 10 to 2 win over the Chicago Cubs in Chicago. Yeah, well, uh, well, Sandy was a Cub killer. Man, yeah, yeah, 18 strikeouts—that'll do it. Yeah, he, uh, he threw a no hitter against the Cubs in I think 1967, and the Cubs didn't get no hit from 67 until Cole Hamels no hit them in 2015. Um, so. Uh, Koufax had some success against them. He sure did. Who won the 17th NBA championship on this day, 1963? That's got to be Celtics, right? Celtics beat the Lakers four games to two. Um, and in that series, Bob Cousy played his last NBA game. So say um, who the was MVP their fifth, was? It does not. It was their fifth straight championship, though. Man. Um. On this day, 1967, who won the 21st NBA championship? 67, I'd be hard-pressed not to say Boston Celtics again. Good guess, but no. The Philadelphia 76ers beat the San Francisco Warriors four games to two. On this day, 1974, the NFL granted Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On this day, 1981, Bill Shoemaker won his eight. 1,000th race, 2,000 more than any other horse jockey. Oh, man. That is a lot of races. I mean, that's yeah. just the win. So how that many was... races did he How many races did he participate in? 
thousand races he won. How many? He times, won. How many times does he race in a day? <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of races. Yeah, man, that's a lot of races. Uh, on this day, 1988, who was the first pick overall by the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL draft? 88? Yes. Dion wasn't number one overall, was he? He was not. Mm. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. Auburn tight end Andre Bruce. A tight end? Was Andre, thinking? excuse me. Andre spells the word. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's what it says. I'm going to go look yeah. him up real quick while you're doing that. It, it says Auburn tight end Andre Bruce first pick by Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> or, or unless that was their first pick ever as a franchise. Could that be it? Maybe it was worded weird. How do you spell it? Because it's not even showing up on pro football reference. A-U-N-D-R-A-Y? Okay. Maybe he's the first Falcon ever taken? Andre, no, Falcons have been around longer than that, haven't they? Oh, he, he was an overall pick. He, he was an outside linebacker, though. I think they got the. Uh, oh, it says Auburn tight end on here. Yeah, he uh, he did go to Auburn, but yeah, he, he was an edge rusher. Looks like good job there on this day dot com. Wasn't very good. <laughs> on this day, nineteen ninety four, the Admiral David Robinson scored seventy one points, seventh highest total in NBA history. Uh, my father tells a story how I took my. Uh, my uncle to a, an Iowa Navy basketball game, and uh, the Admiral played in it. Did the Navy win? I don't know. I bet they had a good chance if he was playing in it. Do not know. Who was the number one overall draft pick in 2004 on this day? 04. 2004. 2005 was Alex Smith. Two. 2004 was that Carson Palmer? No, good, uh, good guess, but it was Eli Manning. Ah, oh, the, taken, the 04 quarterback class, of course. Taken by the San Diego Chargers, and later would be traded to the New York Giants in exchange for Philip Rivers, two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. There. So, um, but that is the On This Day, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting their Instagram or Facebook page at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get those signs ordered. Let's talk some NFL. We can do baseball last just in case we uh, run out of time. About let's that. do it. Uh, let's start with the big news that broke today. Um because it affected my mock draft a little bit. Not too, not as much as I thought at first, but that is Aaron Rodgers is not going to complete his career as a member of the, of the Green Bay Packers. Instead, he will most likely end it as a member of the New York Jets. As the trade became official today, the Jets receive Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's 15th uh, overall pick and a 2023 fifth-round pick, which is the pick... 170 for this year. Packers in exchange get this year's 13th overall pick from the Jets. A second round pick this year, pick 42. Sixth round pick, pick number 207. And a conditional 2024 second round pick. That becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of 
plays this year? Yeah, um, I don't think the Hall's that great for the Packers, in my opinion. Uh, of course, they didn't have a whole lot of leverage there either, so I guess they could get what they – or they got what they could get for them. Um, they being, got a first it, next year. A lot of people didn't think they'd get a first, so. Unless Rodgers gets hurt, then it's a second. That's um, true, I but, but – Still, um, the pick swap in the first round makes no sense. They're just moving up two spots. Um, but – uh, being a fan of an AFC East team and now having to play Aaron Rodgers uh, twice a year doesn't scare me that much. I, I know the Jets bumped up to the second highest odds to win the AFC East. I think that's complete below. I don't think the Jets are that good. Um, Rodgers had one of the worst years of his career last year. He's getting older. Um, Jets don't have that much talent around. Garrett Wilson's pretty good. Uh, but um, and, the, and the defense is solid, but that just – it doesn't scare me as much as um, a Lamar Jackson would even. And I know Dolphins and Bills fans aren't really that all that scared of Aaron Rodgers anymore. Um, obviously makes the Jets better. And people can say, oh, Jets were pretty close to making playoffs last year. That defense is really good. Well, you should see the quarterbacks that defense got to go up against. Like nine of nine games they were up against quarterbacks that are bottom bottom tier quarterbacks like they they got to play skylar thompson twice uh that brett ripping baby i was in i was in yeah. i was there for in person for that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> brett ripping um some some of the other i, I think they played the ravens with uh, tyler huntley or they whatever. did you're right um, that's a great point so um it, they're they're gonna be better but in and i i do think it's clear that new england's the worst team in the division which makes me which makes me smile but um you know, it had been talked about for months now, and then it finally happened. And I'm sure Packers fans are so glad this yep. whole thing is over. And I'm sure Jets fans are very happy with their new uh, quarterback acquisition. If any Packers fans are watching live right now on the ISC Sports Network, I'd love you to drop us a comment and tell us what you think about the trade. And because uh, every Packer fans I've Packer fan I've talked to, even before this happened, were ready to see Rodgers leave. They were tired yeah. of a of his stick. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, he likes going darkness retreats. He, he might, uh, experience a different form of darkness now being a member of the New York jets. Um, I think this is only one year thing. I think he'll plays what he plays one year and retires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was pretty close to retiring after last year. And then he, he, as I said, I think I said it last week, he said that, uh, he went into his darkness retreat, 90% retired. Um, he thinks it was difficult in Green Bay. Wait till that New York media gets a hold of you. A uh, whole different animal. So it could uh, it, it could wear him really thin really quickly. So um, it, it obviously it'll be really interesting to see. Now, of course, the Jets will get about seventeen primetime games. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Which which will be incredibly annoying because again, I don't think they're they're probably a French playoff team still, in my opinion. It just reminds me a lot of the hype they got when they got Brett Favre years ago, mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. And um, they missed the playoffs then, too. It's just ironic that Rodgers is going to play for Woody Johnson. Um, I won't get, get into more detail about that. You can Google that for yourself. I just find that ironic. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think this makes uh, the Jets made a fringe playoff team, but I, I'm not going to crown them AL East, AL, AL East, AFC East champs or anything like that. Um I don't know. It's just interesting, the timing of it. Um, you know, just uh, today during my lunch, I was driving around, and AM Sports Radio was actually calling Coward, 
which I don't know why I was listening to him because I don't even like him, but it, it was on the station I was listening to. And he was, they were talking about the possibility of Rogers ending up in San Francisco still. Cause that was kind of the, the rumor that wasn't going away. It just kept popping back up, popping yeah. back up. Um, now we can put that one to rest and they can move on with Brock Purdy. It looks like, cause it looks like they're going to try to, or they're at least receiving calls trying to get rid of Trey Lance. Um, interesting quarterback situation out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's just it's rare for pro athletes to start and finish their career with the same team anymore. Yeah, especially now. I mean, you never saw it back in the day, or rarely saw it oh. back uh, back in the day. But now, I mean, with Peyton was kind of the first guy that I can really remember doing. Well, far far I guess was the first, but then Peyton and then um, Brady and now Rogers. So um, we just we just don't see uh, that anymore and uh as far as san francisco goes sounds like brock purdy could be out all season so they're they're kind of in quarterback purgatory do they hold on to lance or do they trade him when his which i don't think he has that much value right now anyway he um, hasn't proven uh, enough yeah he's played very few games but i mean i hold on to him and just to yeah, see i, I mean he was started yeah. last year for a reason before he got hurt even though it seemed like their team elevated every time the quarterback yeah. got hurt yeah um, but it's uh, that and that's part, and I'll get into it in a bit. But that's part of what made this mock draft really tough for me is there's so many teams in the top ten that could take a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not too confident. I mean, I was looking back in 2020 was the year I got 11 out of 32 right, but I got 11 out of 27 if you didn't count trades. Mm. And I think I got something stupid like 11 of the first 12 or 13 picks right. Yeah. It was something dumb like that, and then it really tailed off. I'm not as confident this year, but uh, but we'll see. But, uh, but, yeah, it was interesting. Adam Scheffner broke the news live on mm. ESPN today. Um, he was talking about Trey Lance and in San Francisco, actually, and then he broke the news right then and there, and everybody was kind of floored. That it, that it happened when it happened, and the compensation for it, and everything. So, uh, big news day, big news day around the NFL during NFL draft week. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole CJ Stroud situation? I don't put too much emphasis in it. I think some teams are, and I don't. I mean, I'm not an NFL scout for many, many reasons, but you know, I thought he played really well last year, especially against Georgia, one of the fastest defenses, if not the fastest defense in all college football. I thought he looked good at his pro day from the highlights. I thought he looked good on the combine. I watched him throw uh, on on an airplane while I was watching the combine. I don't know about these test scores. I mean, yeah. a lot of these teams that are bad and, and draft high for quarterbacks aren't good at it. Cleveland Browns, Chicago yep. Bears, um, New York Jets. Just some, for example, that just keep whiffing and whiffing and whiffing. And I'm not saying some of these some of these teams, you know, the Panthers, the Colts, um, Texans. I mean, maybe their scouting departments are different, but there's also rumor that the Texans might not even take a quarterback at two, which I yeah. think that'd be a mistake <laughs> if they don't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah it- I – I, I, I don't really understand it because obviously as for the reasons you said is, I mean, his tapes, fantastic pro day was great combine, uh, whatever. And then he scored very low. He scored an 18 on the S two cognition test, which majority of guys were in the eighties and nineties. Um, don't really know what sort of test that is. Uh, one NFL exec said he's never had someone grade that low and play well. Um, it almost seems like there's, 
a little bit of collusion. There's a there's people are just spreading rumors so in hopes that he'll fall to them uh, to maybe a team like Tennessee um, or even um, I don't even remember. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe even now in New York or uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, maybe uh, execs are just trying to spread this rumor so they fall. Uh, but we've also seen guys have all these rumors spread against them and they still end up going in the top three. So uh, this uh, this year it feels, I, we say it every year, uh, that the rumor mill is just constantly churning and it seems like it's more hyped than ever. But this year it really feels like it because we know who's going to go number one. Uh, have no idea who's going number two. Will Levis has been is the betting favorite to go number two, which I think would be a colossal mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Houston, I'm taking CJ Stroud. Uh, but I think we'll see three quarterbacks in that top five. That That's just my guess. Maybe in the yeah, first- I think I, you're talking about the collusion. I think there's a lot of smoke screens out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I, and I get the argument that, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks don't do well in the pros and that they are the by far the – most talented team against everybody they play until Michigan. I, I get that, but he proved something to me against that George that in that Georgia game. Um, I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but he just looks different than the other Ohio State quarterbacks of the of the I past agree. few years. Um, so I think if teams pass on him, I think they're making a big mistake because mm-hmm. I think he'll be the best quarterback when we look back on the 2023 draft class. But what do I know? What do I know? I just host the podcast, so. Um, you, any other thoughts on NFL overall and, and before we get into this mock draft? I will uh, give my book it after you do your mock draft. Okay. That is fair. That is fair. So, all right, let's pull her up here. This is my second NFL mock draft and the final and official one. The graphic will be coming out later this week and everything. I don't do trades. So if there's any other trades that happen between Which the time this podcast sure. airs, this whole thing's going to be blown up. But uh, here we go. A lot of changes from a couple weeks ago. I didn't know how much it would change, but a lot of changes. Including my number one overall pick. I had the Carolina Panthers taking C.J. Stroud last time. I haven't taken Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama, this year. So I think think I'll be shocked if he's not number one overall. Number two, Houston Texans. I'm ignoring all the smoke screens. I'm ignoring everything out there right now. I think they take, if they're smart, C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. But... If he falls, or if, if, if other teams can trade up, maybe he there, goes somewhere else. There's a reason why Houston's been so bad for yeah. pretty much their entire existence. Yep. Yep. So, uh, number three, Arizona Cardinals. Once again, I have them staying put because I don't do trades. I did not change this pick. I have them taking Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama. Smart. Especially with J.J. Watt retiring. Right, if he doesn't go three, he's not going to fall very far. Yeah. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. I think they have to go quarterback in this spot. Maybe they trade up and get who they really want. But I think they go Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. Uh, the most athletic quarterback in the draft, but I don't know. He just he seems a little raw to me. Yeah, so. The lack of production is really concerning. Yep. So, uh, But I think I think he's the better pick than Will, Will uh, Levis, in All my right. opinion. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. I have them going defense, getting edge rusher Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I think I had him going in the top ten, but not quite the top five in my last one. But he keeps rising up the boards in in all the experts mock drafts. So um, Texas Tech, every once in a while, they just produce a top ten pick. Yeah. 
on offense and defense. Number six, I know you'll like this one, the Detroit Lions. I have them taking Devin Weatherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. I had him going 14th to the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Kind of wanted to believe them there just to aggravate you, but I think he's too good. There's too many teams that need defensive back help before the Patriots pick a 14. I think he'd be perfect for the Lions. They got rid of Jeff Akuna, uh, Akuna, Akuna to the Falcons just a couple weeks ago. I think he fills that void. I've seen like 90% of mock drafts have had Witherspoon to the Lions at six. Yeah. So, yeah, almost it's one of those spots might be too good to be true, yeah. uh, but we'll see. Another team that needs defensive back help, Las Vegas Raiders at seven. I have them getting Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon. Yeah. Their first round picks like the last five years have been miserably bad, like the yes. worst ever. Well, it's, it's a Davis making draft picks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Al used to go for speed. Mark, who knows what he goes for. Uh, but I've seen Christian also be mocked clear down in the 20s and some mm-hmm. too. So we'll see there. I mean, the Raiders could potentially be a spot for a quarterback. I mean, they do have Jimmy G now, yeah. but we'll see. Number eight, Atlanta Falcons. I'm not too confident in this one. I think this is a reach. I don't think this guy's going to go this high, but I left him in there. That's Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher from Iowa. I think he's definitely a first-rounder, but he's probably more borderline 20 or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe not I eight, saw, but um, Daniel Jeremiah had him. I think on at his fourteenth best player in the draft sides. Yeah. It's not too far off. I mean, the, the Falcons need uh, rush help, um, mm-hmm. defensive rush help. So taking a flyer there, we'll see. Number nine, Chicago Bears. I had them going offensive line in my first one, taking the hometown kid from Northwestern. Have them going defense though this time. I have Jalen Carter falling down the defense tackle from georgia falling down to nine at one time he was uh mocked to be the number one pick in the draft yeah i've seen uh at least around here a lot of talks been around carter uh potentially falling to nine and bears fans are 50 50 because it sounds like carter's a guy that uh doesn't really love football that much so um could be a boomer bust type yeah yep we will we will see we will see there i think i i think a lot of bears fans are hopeful the hell fall that far but number 10 uh philadelphia eagles i have them taken running back Bijan robinson from texas yeah he's been linked there he was they were one of the few teams that brought him in for a top 30 interview a 10 might be a little stretch i mean they could maybe try to get him at 30 but yeah i've seen who, talk that just say that he's there the moment he steps onto an nfl field for the first time he's a top 10 running back in the league already yeah, he's, he's pretty good every time I watch Texas, but um, that's that's a, that's a big take there. Number 11, Tennessee Titans. They could definitely go quarterback. I could see them getting the replacement yes. for Ryan Tannehill because I think they're going to give up on Malik Willis already. I think they're hoping C.J. Stroud falls to 11. They're probably the I, don't, I just the don't see that, though, but, but I could be wrong. I don't think he gets past the Colts if he falls Shouldn't. to four. Yeah. Uh, but I have the Titans actually getting Tannehill some pass protection and Peter Skoronsky, uh, office lineman from Northwestern. Uh, number 12, Houston Texans. I got him getting C.J. Stroud's buddy, getting getting him some uh, wide receiver help there with another guy from the Ohio State, Jackson Smith, Enigua. Yep. Number 13, the Green Bay Packers. Now they were 15th. Now they're 13th with that trade with the Jets. 
They could get Jordan Love. That's presuming Jordan Love is going to be their quarterback. They could get him some wide receiver help, but I have them doing what the Packers do, not getting their quarterback's wide receiver help. I have them getting some pass protection because they're going to need to protect the guy now uh, in Osiris Torrance uh, off his lineman from Florida. How hilarious would it be, though, if this is the year they take a wide receiver? And maybe they do just to make, just to make (laughs) Aaron Rodgers mad. Um, which, uh, I forgot to mention this. My dad texted me a few minutes ago. He's rooting for all New York Super Bowl now. Danny Dimes versus, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Giants are going to go six and 11 next year and it's going to be the funniest thing ever. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Book it. Book it. All right. Number 14, New England Patriots. I have them getting some offensive line help for Mac Jones and Broderick Jones offensive tackle from Georgia. This isn't going to happen. I have like four offensive linemen going consecutively in a row. But uh, that's just how the how the uh, cookie crumbled for me here. Uh, number 15, New York Jets. I have them getting Rodgers and pass protection help. Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle from Ohio State. They could go wide receiver as well to try to get them some weapons or tight end maybe. And number 16, Washington Commanders. This was a tough one. I don't really know what they need and don't need. Uh, I feel like they need a little bit of everything. But I have them getting offensive tackle from Tennessee, Darnell Wright. Number 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them getting the same guy I did in the first mock draft. That's Joey Poirier Jr., cornerback from Penn State. I just think if he's there, he makes too much sense for him. Maybe I I like the story. But um, I know their fan base would like that. Number 18, if he falls here, the Lions are having the best draft, in my opinion, out of anybody in the first round. That's Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. I mean, if they can get, if they can get Devin Witherspoon and Nolan Smith in the first round, <laughs> yeah, doing something right there. And for a team that was darn near a playoff team last year. Number 19, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is where I think Will Levis goes. I think uh, Baker Mayfield is just a bridge gap quarterback. I think Levis goes here. If he doesn't go here, I could see him sliding out of the first round. Yeah. Uh, number 20, Seattle Seahawks. I have them getting um, also boosting their defense up again with getting some interior D-line help with Brian uh, uh, Breesey, defense tackle from Clemson. 21, Los Angeles Chargers. I have them getting another weapon for uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert's best year is when he had, uh, um, oh my gosh, um, Hunter Henry. I couldn't think of his name. Hunter Henry there and healthy. So I think they get the best tight end in the draft class, according to a lot of the experts, Dalton Dalton uh, Kincaid from Utah. I think I had him going to the Cowboys at 26 in my first one. Uh, 22, Baltimore Ravens. I have them getting Lamar some wide receiver help. I mean, they just did that. Getting Odell Beckham Jr. If if Odell Beckham Jr. is focused and not a locker room disturbance, but I have him getting Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. Yeah. So East Coast guys staying out there. Yeah, Twenty three Flowers go, is getting a lot of buzz right now too, and could go maybe in that top fifteen as well. Yep. Yeah, he is. There's a lot of wide receivers in the back twenties here in my mock that I think could go could go above. And I left in the spoiler. I left Hyatt out. Um, Tennessee volunteer. Uh, I can't remember his first name. His last name's Hyatt. He's starting to get a lot of buzz to creep into the first round, too, mm-hmm. as a speedster. Um, number 23, Minnesota Vikings. I have him taking uh, arguably the best defensive lineman um, 
or de- best interior defense lineman in the draft uh, from Pittsburgh. This is a guy I did not have in my last mock draft, but all the experts are raving about him now, and they're the ones who are calling him the best interior defense lineman, potentially the best interior defense lineman. That's uh, Kalaja Cansey from Pittsburgh. Hope I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Twenty four Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of people had him trading out of this spot. I left him in, of course. I haven't taken Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. He can also play corner. They said in the next level if he needs to. Twenty five New York Giants. I have them getting Danny Dimes a target and Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. Twenty six Dallas Cowboys. I have them getting a linebacker. I just always feel like the Cowboys are targets for linebackers. I have them getting Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. 27, the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen could use another target. I have him taking Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. Um, I wonder if Stephon Diggs is too happy there. He should be very happy, but uh did not look like they were getting along too well against uh, the Bengals and some stuff right. been said this offseason. Right. I, it never hurts to have a good depth of, of wide receivers there. Mm-hmm. And the Bills, I don't know what else they really need. Um, yeah. 28 assistants, the Cincinnati Bengals. They love their tight ends, especially from Notre Dame. I got them getting one of Michael Mayer. Good pick. Um, yeah, he's, he's got to be good at the next level. 29, New Orleans Saints. I have them getting the edge rush help from Clemson, Miles Murphy. So I have three Clemson Tigers going in the first round, even though they weren't what they should have been this year. 30, Philadelphia Eagles. I have them getting some defensive back help and Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback from Mississippi State. And lastly, since the Dolphins, uh, Stephen Ross gave up their pick. Uh, 31st, the defending Super Bowl champs. I want to puke saying that. Kansas City Chiefs, I have them getting some offensive line help for uh, for Patrick Mahomes there. And Anton Harrison, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. So there you have it. There you have it. This will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. I think we see at least three quarterbacks go in that top five. Um, and I think the quarterbacks are as follows: Bryce Young to the Texans, Will or uh, to the to the Panthers, Panthers. Uh, Will Levis to the Texans. That would be awful, but I and can see Anthony it. Anthony Richardson to the Colts. I think Stroud slides a little bit. Wow! Watch out for Seattle though, taking one of those guys too if they fall to five. Yeah, if if he falls in Seattle's lap, I know they just gave Geno that three year big time money extension, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you could pass him up. Yeah, Gino feels a lot like a one-year wonder. So if if he slides, look for the Titans to to slide up. Look for the Raiders to give it consideration. Mm -hmm. Look for the Vikings maybe to trade up. I know Cousins is there, but he's getting older. Do the Rams trade up and try to take a uh, a future guy with who knows how many more years Stafford's got? I don't know. It's it's interesting because it just matters where do these teams think they are in their stage of their rebuilds right. or their uh, contention or whatever. So. Um, going back to the Rodgers thing real quick, um, the AFC is loaded with quarterbacks now. The NFC doesn't really have – they have Stafford, Jared Goff, yep. um, Dak Prescott. Jay, I mean, Jay, Jalen Hurts, obviously. Uh, but uh, the AFC is loaded. You have the AFC East, every quarterback in that except Mac Jones. Um yeah, the AFC North with Lamar Jackson, and I'll even throw Deshaun Watson in there a little bit. Um, Joe Burrow. You have Patty Mahomes. You have Justin Herbert. You have um, quarterbacks all over the place. The NFC just doesn't have. So, I'm hoping after this year you can add Russell Wilson back to that list, but nah, he's going to have to prove a lot. He's going to have to prove a lot. 
He's 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 dead. His career's dead. <laughs> I, I I did read something that I love today, and it's it's a third day pick, so I know a lot of people don't put stock into it. But Peter King in his Pro Football Focus said today that uh, he wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos take a sniff at Aiden O'Connell in the in the mm-hmm. third day. I'm like, I would love that just to just to yeah. say the Broncos have a Purdue guy. Yeah. So I do, I do think I think five Purdue guys will get drafted. So. I saw Charlie Jones was in uh, Daniel Jeremiah's top 70, I think. I think uh, Corey Trice, Charlie Jones, Aiden O'Connell, Payne Durham, and I still think, even though he hadn't done well in workouts, I think um, Jalen Graham. I think those are the five that get drafted. Speaking of third-day picks, that uh, leads me to my word association. Well, who's the the book it presented by? J-Man's Book Reader's Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life Home Auto Business. Renters, worker, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. So third day picks nowadays are uh, picks uh, in rounds four through seven. Threw a couple third rounders on here because it was kind of tough to find a good fourth through seventh rounder. Um, so these are of the past 15, 16 years, something like that. Starting with Max Crosby. Dude's a bona fide stud for the Raiders. Um, gets better every year. Yep. He's just a force. I mean, he just wrecked havoc on the Broncos both games they played this year. And, and he's a likable dude, too. I don't try to like too many Raiders, but he's a guy that's hard to root against. Yeah. I remember watching him um, his rookie year on Hard Knocks when the mm-hmm. Raiders had it, and he went to punch the ball, and he broke his hand. And he he's mic'd up, and he goes, I just broke my hand. And then, and then he stayed in for another play. Yeah, he is, whatever. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. Uh, Mark Andrews. Uh man, I I forgot he was a third third day pick. Um, I think he's a third rounder. Another good man. You can, I mean, could be second day. Or yeah, that's that's why I said. I mean, third day is fourth through seventh round, but I had to throw a few third rounders on here. Oh okay, I I missed you saying that. I missed you saying that. But spots. But no, he's been he's been good. Um, typical, typical. uh, I lost my banner there. I don't know what's going on with my keyboard. Uh, typical Raven. Yep. Uh, George Kittle. Oh, really? Good. I, I don't even remember him that well at Iowa, to be honest. No, he didn't and, pass uh, catch at all. He's just a beast for the uh, Niners. Um, fun to watch. Electric personality off the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was tied in you right there with Notre Dame. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Fastest guy in the league. He's good at Kansas City. He's good at Miami again. He and Waddle down there raised terror on AFC's defenses and anybody really that, that faces them. And yeah, he's called, I might not like him off the field very much, but he's nicknamed Cheetah for a reason. And we'll see. We'll see if he sticks to his only playing three more years playing or yeah. not. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Another good one. Uh, top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Some people rank him top five. He's good in Minnesota. He's been good at Buffalo. But like I said, we'll see how uh, happy he is in Buffalo going yeah. forward. Keenan Allen. Oh, he's been a Bronco killer. Um, feels like he's been a Charger for 19 years. Yeah. You um, just miss her consistent. Him and Mike Evans are two guys that have been consistent their whole careers and don't get enough respect and publicity, really. Agreed. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk, I mean, he's he's a winner until it's <laughs> until it's prime time or in the yeah. playoffs. Then he doesn't really get it done. But uh, yeah, he's but, hey, that game starts at seven o'clock uh, central time. He's had a better NFL career than I ever thought he would come down Michigan yeah. state. Uh, Richard Sherman. 
I didn't like how much he talked, but he's probably make the Hall of Fame, probably. I would think. Eventually, um, I was really good. He was the face of that Legion of Boom defense for the Seahawks, and then was an all right Niner towards the end of his career. Uh, injuries caught up to him, but uh, yeah, I mean, for a guy who was a wide receiver for two years at Stanford before he switched defense back, he made a heck of a career for himself. Mm-hmm. Geno Atkins. Oh, big Geno. Hadn't thought of him for a while. He was um, a beast. Too. He was a beast for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, when the Bengals couldn't get over the hump and win a playoff game, now they're making Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was a beast for a while, and then he just kind of tempered off after a while, but he was a stud. Jamal Charles. Yeah, he was a bona fide stud for a long time for the Chiefs. Another Broncos killer. And then he was a Bronco to end his career. Uh, and then they, 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 didn't, they didn't use him very much that year. It was kind of disappointing because he did fine when he got used. But they didn't give him a lot of touches yeah. and uh, was good at Texas, good at, on the Chiefs. Uh, reminded me a lot of, um, uh, oh, my gosh, now his name's escaping me, uh, Steven Jackson yeah. for, the, Ra- for nice. the Rams, you know, fast, big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll never forget that Chiefs-Broncos game where the Chiefs turned it over five times and he fumbled and Broncos picked it up and ran back for a touchdown to win. Yep. That was the last time they beat the Chiefs, Josh. <laughs> that was a long Thanks. time. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, Brandon Marshall, wide receiver Brandon Marshall. It was good everywhere he went. Played for a million teams. Yeah. He played for the Broncos and the Jets and the Dolphins and the Bears. and the... He's probably at his best with the Bears, too. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he did break an NFL single-game yeah. receptions on the Broncos against the Colts in a losing effort. I was at that game. Kyle Orton was throwing them the passes. But – um. Yeah, no, he's been good everywhere he went, but he was kind of a drama-filled guy everywhere he went to. Uh, Richie Incognito, speaking of drama. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Was out of league for a while with drama with the Dolphins and came back. And Wooly Gate. In his, in, in, in his career with the Raiders, fittingly so. Um, good offensive lineman, though. Just yeah. kind multiple, of a head case. Yeah, multiple-time Pro Bowler. He was mm-hmm. really good. People know him more for his antics than they do his play, though. Uh, Jared Allen. Hall of Famer was good for the Chiefs and arguably better for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, funny guy. Um, yeah. So these guys you're listening to, are just like, how did they fall this far? It's yeah. just finding hidden gems in the draft. Yep. Jason Witten. I don't know why he came back and played for the Raiders, but uh, Mr. Cowboy himself took a year off and then came back and played. Uh, Tennessee Volunteer. Uh, I'll never forget against the Giants when his helmet popped up. Popped off, and he kept running down the field for about 30 more yards and then put his head between two guys, which was probably not smart, but um, was just Mr. Consistent, him and Romo for years in the Cowboys. Uh, last one here, Brian Westbrook. You know, he's a trivia answer a lot of times, it seems like. Uh, yeah. One of the better uh, receiving running backs in NFL history. Yeah. Was a really good Philadelphia Eagle for a long time, was a winner, and then I think he also played for the 49ers. I'm not mistaken, maybe a few other teams, but he's remembered heavily for for his presence of the Eagles. So, yeah. yep. Who's your favorite draft pick of all time? Dolphins draft pick of all yes. time? Yes. Oh, they've all sucked so much. <laughs> um, since I've really been watching the draft, the guy who ended up being well, the I'll, I'll say this: the guy I was most excited for when they drafted him was Tua. Um, the guy I was least excited for that they drafted in the first round was Ryan Tannehill. Hated the Charles Harris pick a few years ago. Um, oh, Deion Jordan. How'd you like that one? 
I liked the it at, I liked it at the time. Uh, obviously, Jake Long. Like the Jake Long pick, wish they would have went Matt Ryan. Looking back, obviously, sure. um, wish they would have went Aaron Rodgers instead of Ronnie Brown in two thousand five. Um, love the Vontae Davis pick though, just because the Illinois connection. Uh, so that, that, was, that, that was that was probably my favorite draft pick. I imagine was the Vontae Davis one. Also like the Mike Pouncey one too. Actually, <laughs> not, not now that I say this, uh, Tua was the one I was most excited for. But I was pumped when they took Devontae Parker too. He was just. Okay. I remember that. I remember you were yeah. pumped because I was pumped. The Broncos took Shane Ray because he fell to him that night and he <laughs> yeah. didn't do as much. But yeah. my favorite Broncos, Von Miller. Um, oh, for sure. The Marius Thomas is probably number two. Um, but they've had a lot of guys I've liked, but Von Miller, yeah, far and away, number one. Yeah. Um, and um, that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performa Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performa Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815 or you can email her at barbara.vanweinsberg at performa.com. Two more things I want to say before we do birdie or bogey because it looks like we're not going to have time to talk baseball tonight. If I don't so say these two. i NFL first. Smart man, smart man. That's why you're, you're the time manager of this podcast. <laughs> uh, if I don't say these two things, it's going to bother me. I did see Aaron Rodgers is not going to wear number 12. He's going to go back to his college number that he wore a cow and wear number eight. So that'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, Joe Namath did give him permission yep. to wear 12, though. Yep. And I meant to share this last week, and I totally forgot because NHL playoffs are going on right now, too. And the Avs got 2-1 lead over to Kraken. Got to throw that in there. But the Stanley Cup was created in 1892. It's older than crossword puzzles, which were created in 1913. Uh, e equals MC squared, which was 1905. No. The air conditioner, which was 1902, and the airplane, which was 1903. Man, Stanley, Stanley Cup? Cup, 1892. Man. I don't know what I'd do with that air condition for one. <laughs> no idea what E equals MC squared means. Don't even want to try math. Um, airplane has changed the world, obviously. Uh, what was the other one? Was there another one on there? Crossword puzzles? My grandma yeah. loves crossword puzzles. I don't mind crossword puzzles. I, most, I like them. Most I like them. Like I like them better than Sudoku or word searches. Yeah. 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 Well, birdie or bogey? What active NBA head coach was a Finals MVP? That would be Chauncey Billups. We are tied, my friend. Yeah, yes, sir. He's in Portland. Uh, when you said that, I did not even think of him. But then I'm like, I think Billups is in Portland. Yes, you got that right, Nailed and it. and he is he's only one of three uh, Finals MVP since nineteen sixty nine that is not in the Hall of Fame. I wonder who the other two are. That's a really good. Uh, I got them. I got the other two. I got one right, and the other one I I would have got wrong. But I got one of these other two right off the top of my head. Well, one is uh, corn cornbread Maxwell from the eighty one Celtics. Oh, good old cornbread. And the other one's Andre Iguodala. He was one of the Finals oh. MVPs for the Warriors. Forgot, yeah, because, yeah, 20, uh, what year was that, 15 or 17? I get 17. them all confused. I do too. So, but uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. I'm very proud of us for ending on time tonight. Uh, we will be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody. 
We'll see you later.